What's up, everybody? It's Tommy T and my beautiful wife, Artika T. We're in the building. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of August Love Story, the podcast. Um, Hi. Hello. I've been seeing you all day, so I just figured I'd say hi. Hello. Um, <laughs> It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It definitely has. Uh, life has hit us. Mm-hmm. And so we've been running, working with life. Um, mm-hmm. So this episode here, uh, we're talking about this one right here. <laughs> we're talking about um, insecurities and mm-hmm. the insecurities, more so about the insecurities that we had and how they have shaped us into our relationship now, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. And um, like so like that, like so like that. I like that. I like Tabitha Brown. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, so let's get right into it, man. Um, one of the insecurities I had growing up mm-hmm. was I thought that me being a darker tone with acne, I was ugly. Mm-hmm. So and it's the two couples together. It is actually my acne was okay. the worst. I didn't think about my color mm-hmm. as much as I did my acne. Mm-hmm. But being darker tone wasn't a helping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What made you feel that dark skin wasn't pleasing to the eye? Um, just my luck. Just my luck with with females and everything like that. It was like it wasn't pleasing. And then I had acne. At what point did you develop acne? I think it was second grade. Because second grade? Second grade, I think I had a bump on my nose. Wow. And it's still there. It's right here. Second grade. Wow. And, um, you know, I didn't think about it in, in elementary school, but as I got older and girls started getting pretty to me and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, I started liking girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure it out. I was shy. I was afraid to talk to girls mm-hmm. like, you know, but I liked them mm-hmm. and everything. But it was like the I couldn't get past the fact or the feeling of being a ugly duckling. That's interesting because 18 year old Tommy. Oh, you wouldn't even know. Would have never thought that like because I met you as 18 year old Tommy who wasn't shy. Right. But um, I was, though. You say you're shy now and I don't <laughs> see it. I mean, I. I see that there's levels to your engagement with yeah, people, yeah. but I wouldn't put you out there as shy. Yeah. Um, you're definitely like an extrovert, but you're an extrovert that has to warm up to people. Uh-huh. Um, but I would have never placed you as shy, like going back and talking to you about your childhood. Obviously, I can see it, yeah. but like the person that I met at 18 years old and then the person that I know now, two totally different, like not <laughs> a shy person, like not a shy bone in that person's body. Yeah. So I know that when we first started talking about this, I mentioned um, how dark skin females or women or girls the I get you. the female, the female. gender, yeah, I got you. like they are looked at differently than dark skinned males. Right, right. Um, dark skinned females are typically told things like "you're pretty for a dark skinned girl," 
And guys can just be handsome. Yeah. It doesn't have to have anything to do with their skin tone. Because you mentioned your skin tone in with your acne, I can see acne being a, yeah. a factor in everything. But was there anything that you felt like was said, not even just to you, but maybe around you um, about dark skin? Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't feel like it was anything said. I know my sister had an issue with it. Mm -hmm. You know, she's darker than I am, but it was more so of I'm not light skinned. I'm not, I don't have clear skin. Mm -hmm. Um, at the, you know, I had braces. I had, and I wore glasses, real thick glasses where I still I wear thick glasses. I would say you glasses. still wear very you thick know, glasses. But I felt like it was so many things fighting against me mm -hmm. that to the, to the naked eye, I'm not what beauty is. Okay. You know, I'm not thinking about my dark skin is beautiful like I do now. Mm -hmm. Like I think I'm fine. Okay. And you <laughs> got lucky with me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But but on the on the flip side of it though, it's it's like then I didn't think that way. Mm -hmm. Because I had so many things going against me. Mm -hmm. And then I wasn't getting any play with a female. Like females wasn't coming up to me, oh, you're so cute. My mama and my grandma was like, You're so handsome. Mm -hmm. Your grandmama still tells you that you're handsome. Cause it's the truth. I mean, I'm not saying it's she not. She never lied to me. But she always is like, he's just so handsome. Right. Every time we sit down and talk about you. Right. But um, you know, that's it. I I just wasn't getting any play from the females that I liked. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so that went into the mindset of, hey. Maybe I'm not attractive. Right, right. Okay. And I can so, see that. And so as I got older, my face cleared up, my confidence grew, mm -hmm. uh, and my cares got less. Mm -hmm. Like I stopped caring if somebody thought I was handsome. Mm -hmm. I stopped caring what people thought about me and started caring about what I thought about me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I start, started to say, let me take care of myself a little bit better so I feel better about myself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was one of the biggest insecurities that I had. Mm -hmm. And it has shaped <laughs> my relationship now or shaped me as a person now. Because like you said, when you met me at 18, it's a completely different person from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So because I had went through those times of quote unquote, not feeling pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel pretty. It made me chuckle in the worst I'm way. Glad. <laughs> in the worst way. In the worst way. Like I felt it in my soul. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> but uh, you know, just not just not feeling that. And then being able to work through those issues, being able to say, hey, you are a handsome mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. You have you are um you have a purpose and some you're gonna make somebody happy. It's interesting that like your color and acne played a role in why you felt unattractive. And I, I'm painted by my family as a light-skinned person, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I think you light-skinned. But I find myself, I, I think of myself as in the middle. I don't think that I'm light and I don't think that I'm dark. I think that I'm just in the middle. I probably veer more towards the lighter skin side, mm -hmm. but I think that I'm in the middle. And maybe that's a subconscious yeah, thing of wanting to be darker. I don't know. Um, because I do have a dark skin mom. 
So I, I veer towards that way because that's how I identify. But um, for me, I always felt like skin color was something that people attributed to beauty and I was always looking at girls that people were like, oh, she red. And I'm like, but she not even cute, though. <laughs> and that always bothered me yeah. because it's like light skin does not equal attractive. Like. Attractive equals attractive. Right, right. Like it has nothing to do with your skin color. And I guess because I wasn't, quote unquote, light skin, like I wasn't a high yellow girl or really red girl. I never thought of my I didn't like I didn't place myself into that. And I wasn't placed into it by people that were around me because Mm. I wasn't the lightest of light, but I wasn't the darkest of dark. I was just running the meal in the middle. I remember a guy that we went to college with. He described me as the kind of person that could get, he said, if we was playing light skin versus dark skin in football, I could get, I mean, uh, kickball, I could be picked for either team. <laughs> that's how he described me. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, you got it. Like, yeah. that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in the middle. But um, one of the things that I was insecure about growing up was that I am so small like I have such a small frame it was always presented as a I won't say like a disadvantage but it was it was presented from especially guys as a non-selling factor like they wanted a girl that was thick and then there was me yeah but then now I look at it like most of the girls that were super thick are a little bit obese now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And most of the girls that were like very thin and or what people wanted to call frail, we're the ones that are like normal standard size now. Like we're the sixes and the eights yeah. and even the tens. And I guess for me, I always thought about like, what could I do to make myself appear more curvy? Like didn't have a butt, didn't really have hips, didn't have big breasts. Like I was just literally a stick Stick, figure. But I remember talking to my mom about it as a little girl because my mom was like, my mom is taller than me, but she was always very thin framed as well. She said growing up, people said the same things about her, but they always attributed it in that day and age to being a sign of beauty because of the uh, model Twiggy, because she was so thin. I have to show you a picture of who oh, okay. Twiggy is. Yeah, I have no clue who Twiggy is. I'll give it to you so you can add it in post production, okay. so right. you can add it in so people can see who Twiggy is. But Twiggy was like a a quote unquote standard of beauty. And she was very thin, but she was a model. And like, when you think about supermodels, you think about them being very tall, very thin, and that is the selling point. So my mom had me think about it in those terms. I still wasn't agreeing with it because of course, everybody out here wants a girl with a big butt. Like we had poison. Don't trust a big butt and a smile, but that's (laughs) what they was looking for was the big butt and the smile. So for me, it was just very difficult to wrap my head around like being okay Mm -hmm. with being a very thin person. Yeah. Like now I don't feel like I'm as thin, but that's a baby in a quarantine later. (laughs) (laughs) But I can see like the way that society shaped everything 
was that it just made it a little bit more difficult for me to move forward with mm-hmm. my views of myself. Yeah. What else did you have about um, feeling insecure or did you have anything else? Nah, that's the reason why I was insecure, but I noticed something about our insecurities mm-hmm. while you were talking and um it was the the fact that a the other gender had a major effect on that insecurity or how we viewed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we move forward? Like, it doesn't bother me now. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I worked through all those issues, but with Lily, how do we go forward and give her the confidence needed to make sure that she's beautiful, that she knows she's beautiful that she knows her worth and that she knows that it's important for her to um, cherish her worth. I guess you start off by making sure that you make all those things known. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, no matter how much you say it as the parent, we always view our parents as they're always going to be there. They're always our parents will never tell us we're unattractive. Right. They're always going to be like, "You're the most beautiful girl," or "You're the most beautiful boy." I've ever seen in my life because literally never saw a baby cuter than Lily come out of me because there was never another baby that came out of me. <laughs> I feel you. But um, in that same vein, you um, you have to make sure that they understand that their worth is not tied to another person. Mm. Number one. And then likely number two, like make sure that people you don't allow people into her space as much as you can control it. Yeah. That would make her feel differently than how you are portraying her. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that I don't allow people to do is talk about, like use the word nappy as it refers yeah. to hair. Like I've been that way for about at minimum seven years yeah. <laughs> strong about it so like nobody can say that word in a negative or derogatory way and use it against my child's hair or my hair for that matter because I just I don't like it and I'm not going to deal with it like Mm -hmm. conversation can be shut down immediately yeah um I also do not at all like people saying that you're pretty for a dark skinned person Mm -hmm. girl or guy like I'm pretty period (laughs) end of sentence (laughs) my daughter is beautiful period end of sentence there is nothing to do with her skin color like she is a beautiful person inside and out and I think that we have to as parents present that yeah of course, that's not going to stop the little kids at school whose mamas and daddies say whatever they want to to mm. them. But at least I'm laying the foundation at home yeah. to stop that so that we don't have to deal with yeah. it. So that would be one of the things that well, that would be the main things that I do. Mm-hmm. No, I just I just found it interesting um, just having a conversation because that being our insecurity, you know, other people's insecurities could be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shapes the way that you deal with a person and it shapes the way that you go forward in your relationships <laughs> and everything like that. Um, but it's deeper rooted than we see. Mm hmm. 
because it's not something that's taught. You never taught that you're ugly. You know what I'm right. saying? You never taught that you're not good enough. You never taught that you're not whatever it is that it may seem. At least seem. you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Um, and that's why I say it's much deeper than what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think it's more so of a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And it's um, something that we're going to have to unlearn right. as a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so like I, I think of like with my insecurity, I always think of the brown paper bag. Mm-hmm. You know, or the, the what is it called? The paper bag test. The brown paper bag test. Yeah. And I think about that. I think about um just skin as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, because mine was the skin. Mm-hmm. And um I think about all those things, and it was actually something that I could not control. Right. My insecurities were something or was something that I could not control. But most people's are. That's true. Like most people's insecurities are something that they're they can't control or something that they're unwilling to control. Right, right, right. And like I could have turned like into a person that was just like eating and eating and eating and eating. That could have just made me fat. Yeah. It wouldn't have controlled where the the curves went. Right, right. It would have just been like, ah, eh, you got some. You got a belly. You got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you got you, body. You're jiggling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah. So um for everybody out there, we ain't gonna dwell too long on the insecurities, but they are there and they do shape the way that you know you deal with your relationships and everything like that but just to uh like for me and my wife um just take the positive sides of it mm-hmm. you know take take a positive from those insecurities and don't let those insecurities um control or or you know manage your relationship fight through those insecurities and ha- and enjoy life enjoy your relationship enjoy your spouse and everything like that and everything will be okay could you imagine if I right. had if I was like, oh, my skin is bad or my, you know, I'm too dark for you. And, and you're not if I never had the confidence to walk, I guess, get your number and call you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Can't imagine that. Anyway, eh. do we have any listener letters for this episode? We do. Um, please don't forget to send your listening letters to our August love story at gmail.com and it just may be read aloud on the show. So today's letter says, Good morning. I really need advice. So lately I've been wanting to have another baby. I'm a mother of three. I have a 13, a 12, and a six-year-old. One boy, two girls. I'm also been seeing someone for quite some time. And he wants to get married and move in together. I honestly do not want that at all. I would rather have another baby and live by myself with my kids. No husband or nothing. I just want, I just don't want to get married right now. I don't know if it's because I have trust trust issues or because of the trauma that I went through with my youngest daughter. I'm guessing that's the dad. Um, I honestly don't see my future being married right now. Am I being selfish? I haven't told him yet. I just agree to what he says. But deep down, I would rather us to just be boyfriend and girlfriend and have a baby. Any advice? Um, 
I think that's terrible. Yes, you're being selfish. Um, I don't feel <laughs> like <laughs> get right to the point. Right. I, I you're think selfish. That, yeah, I think that's selfish. I don't feel like you you you're treating the man in the situation right mm-hmm. because you can go out and either adopt a baby, you can go like um what they get the sperm from a sperm bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But this man wants to marry you, be a father to your children, mm-hmm. and want to be a father to the children y'all have together. Mm-hmm. But he wants to be your husband. So the fact that you don't want to be his wife, that's a leading thing because where do you go? You go from boyfriend and girlfriend. Where do you uh why baby, baby mama baby daddy that doesn't make sense Duh. to me <laughs> like that's not a goal that's something that just happens i mean i see where you're going with this and i do agree with you if you want to just have a child and don't want to be with this person then that's a conversation that needs to be had I don't believe in just going with it, especially not kids or spouses or anything like that, because that literally impacts your life for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Even getting married impacts your life for the rest of your life, because once you say I do, if you like decide that you don't, you're now divorced. Yeah. So like now you're no longer checking the box that says single. You're checking the box that says divorce or you're checking the box that says married if you continue to stay um, married to that person. And I mean, I know you're looking at it like what's the difference between three kids and four as far as me taking care of my kids because I still have that obligation. But I also am looking at it from the standpoint of a relationship. You guys have to get on the same page. Like, I know that there are things in our relationship that Tommy and I are not on the same page Mm. about, but there are so many more things that we are on the same page about. And like down to when we were getting married, when we were going to start trying to have kids, all those things were discussed Mm. and implemented at a pace that we agreed upon. Right. And so I think that both parties need to be in agreement because at that point, it's just stringing him along. And you wouldn't want to be strung along if the shoe was on the other foot. Right, right. So that's my take on it. I mean, that's the same thing I I was saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying I agree with you. So. Yeah. So. um, Tell him. (laughs) Right. Just be be 100. That's the best you can do. And if he decides that he wants to move forward with having a baby or move forward not in a relationship with you, you still have to accept whatever his move forward is, because at some point he's going to move forward with or without you. Right. So, you know, it's all about being honest and truthful because if a baby comes along between you two and you're not, your intentions is not to get married, but his is, you got a conflict there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a forever conflict. And so you you have, you run the, the chances of what well, she did this to me and hatred builds. 
and I hate to use hatred because hate is such a strong word, but mm-hmm. it's a rift there that builds mm-hmm. because in the beginning you wasn't truthful. So um, just be 100 with them and tell them what's going on, how you feel and what you want to do and deal with the consequence. So that's life. That is life. <laughs> um, what's our quote for the episode? So I dug into my little bag of... um. I see you going in the bag. One of my favorite people that I was so excited to see live. And um, I found a song of his that I, well, a song that he's featured on that I hadn't thought about in Mm -hmm. a while when I was on my little scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. So I chose uh, Atlanta's own. Atlanta's own. (laughs) Andre 3000. On the Deuces remix. So he says the farewell email from a female, but I'm a player. Ain't going to tell you all the details. What it entails is hard to say, like selling seashells by the seashore. But she's not a bore, but neither a whore who needs to know more. No one. (laughs) No one (laughs) at all. That was a really great concert. It was. I just have to go on record of saying that. Like, Andre 3000 still makes my heart smile. And if he decided that he would just do more dates with Big Boy, my soul would be full. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) well, guys, I want to thank you guys for spending some time with us today on the August Love Story podcast. You got to know us a little bit more as Mm -hmm. far as like insecurities that we had, um, like growing up with and, um, you know, got over. So um, and how it affected us and you know, how we deal with our relationship now. So, um, tell us you, about yours. Yeah, I was going to say, just con- let us know how some of your insecurities and how you guys got over them. Um, and, uh, yeah. Please don't forget to like this video. If you're listening through the podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below in the comment section. We love to hear from you guys. Like this video, subscribe to our channel. And I think that's about it. Oh, follow us on social media. My name is Artika across all social media platforms. And he's got an extra long name. (laughs) (laughs) I am Tommy T the third on Instagram. And it's Tommy T on Facebook. Um, August Love Story on Facebook and August Love Story on Instagram. Yep. And uh, and check out our Married at First Sight reviews, yeah. which come out every Thursday-ish. Yeah, Thursday-ish. <laughs> Usually Thursday, but sometimes the computer be tripping. So, so it's like Friday. Yeah. <laughs> close to it um also three amp media um has a youtube page go follow the youtube page for three amp media studios right yes three amp media studios and you can follow us on um social media at three amp media and yeah so that's all you got that's all i have (laughs) peace out guys thank you for listening again bye y'all